to know we're left behind i am brian here in north texas joined by two fabulous folks across the central united states i've got frank down in austin frank how are you buddy what's up brian how are you doing i'm good thank you for meeting my energy halfway i really do appreciate that frank see what i did there yeah it was good i was slow i was slow playing it uh off air and then i came i came with the power on the cast very solid, solid I approach. I like it. You know, keep you people on your toes. Villeman, Tulsa Town, uh, your background we know now is Stonewall Tavern in uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma. Villeman, Tulsa, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Brian? I'm doing a bang up job on a Wednesday Eve. It's Wild We Set Wednesday, baby. So. Wild We Set Wednesday. We were talking shit earlier. Oh, Frank. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Frank, we thought you got pissy and took your ball and went home. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I didn't actually didn't hear the joke. The joke came through very scattered, so mm. I, I figured I should probably you know reset everything. We probably need to give it a second. We set Wednesday. Yeah, why do we set Wednesday? Uh, we got to give it a second because the audience is still laughing. So hold. <laughs> I'm sure they are. There. That's been given enough time. Plenty of jokes lined up. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> lots of come, lots of comeback time. Frank's bringing out the big guns. Going to call Brian poor again. Remember when he did that a couple weeks <laughs> oh ago? God, I did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That is not what happened. I know it was even funnier because you didn't oh say god, that. Oh god, damn it! Uh, uh, oh, it would have been funnier that way. Maybe. <laughs> let's just address. <laughs> let's address the uh, Chico in the room. Room and Topo Chico hard seltzer is what yeah, I'm that's drinking the shit. tonight. I've got some in the fridge. That shit's good. This is my second 12 pack, and it came out last week. So yeah, those know, are uh, 10 out of 10, bang up job, best hard seltzer out. Topo uh, Chico, no doubt. I so <clears throat> not if you're going sugar free, because these bitches got uh, two grams of sugar, but still got sugar. Anyway, it doesn't taste like it though, uh, which I appreciate no. because, like, if you get Truly or White Claw, it has like that back sweetened with like xylitol mm. or uh, stevia or whatever, and it tastes it tastes like chemically sweet, not so good. These are really just delicious. I will say, strawberry yeah. guava is the fucking killer flavor. It is yeah, so the, goddamn the, good. The, the mango is not very good. Mango always tastes like sweaty ass. Somehow, it always like yeah. it has that. Like tan tinge of like what is that? Is that did you get some booty sweat in the kettle and you just package this up and you're just gonna call it mango? That's what we're gonna do? Fine, whatever. That's yeah, fine. The mango's not worth it. No, um, any flavor. And if they of start mango. selling, if they do, and I, I, I really don't know why they don't do individual six packs or twelve packs. But you gotta you gotta lay it thin. Lay that layer thin. Okay. Yeah. Whenever they and get then, to just selling the guava, I will buy the guava because it's very good. Yes. Um, uh, Villem has switched up venues. He's now into the tumbleweed, which I think is closed except for a calf fry now. Yeah, Brian, there's a storm blowing in. 
Definitely seen some rotation. Definitely, <laughs> definitely got, got the rotation. We got a hook echo just south southwest <laughs> of Stillwater right now. Look at Pawnee, Oklahoma is about to be blown right off the. Map. I'm I'm standing in the hail core like I'm Helen Hunt in a tank top right now. We have a lot of rotation down there. Rick, we have cows. I repeat, Rick, we have cows. That's from Twister. Everybody, I'll be here. If you if you enjoy clicks. You might want to go 10 clicks south of clicks at the moment. They're about to be wiped off the map. Now, are these some of the jokes you had lined up for us this evening, Frank? Mm. Okay. I just want to make sure that you're clicks, not. Clicks is a, yeah. clicks is a local. Yeah, That's a shout out to Parker. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, no, I know. The greatest steakhouses, one of the greatest steakhouses in this country. I thought they were a chickenria. No. Steak. And it's fucking amazing. What place? Clicks is the shit. What place up there has. Goodbye there. So good. So good. <laughs> it's hilarious. So good. Ka- so good. Uh, Katie keeps so popping good. her head into Willem's live shot uh, of the weather right now, and I'm, I'm concerned mm-hmm. for both of their safety. They have- she's opening up the thing to so that we can release. Oh, Dolly, Dorothy, the, balls. the Dorothy yeah, canister yeah, yeah, yeah. for the ball, gotta, the, the, the Coke balls can balls. Need to go up into the tornado so we can understand what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it takes two. One's got to drive this Dodge Ram pickup truck into the eye of a tornado. That fucking movie sucked. I mean, it sucked, but at the, at the same time, at the same time, Pride of Oklahoma, I have to say, like, oh, it's pretty accurate. You know, there's a, I had a friend in high school. Their, their dad, dad chased tornadoes until he, God rest his soul, you take off your hat and put it on your chest. He lost it outside on May 3rd, 1999 at the F5. And then you have like moments of tears and remembrance. <laughs> you know, the most unfortunate thing about tornadoes is a the amount of destruction they cause, but b oh, also Frank, with a hard hitting when you takes. <laughs> no, but when you look at when you look at the 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 length of you know how would I put it? It's like if a tornado came through Buda, you might be able to walk the entire length that that thing was on the ground. Oh yeah, in about twenty minutes. But it's like it destroys so much shit in its path that it, it could be like a Katrina level disaster mm-hmm. for a city by having four or five of those things come through because nothing is left intact. Or like you nothing. have you have one that's a mile and a half wide that stays on the yeah. ground for forty three straight miles. That that fucks some things up. And then, it's, then yeah, everybody's it's like, like it's only it's, it's only forty three miles in a state, right? Like it's. Yeah, the but it's, odds are just so astronomical against it causing that much destruction that when it does, you're like, fuck, why couldn't this have just happened in, I don't know, Idaho, uh, 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 well, Idaho, Wyoming, or, or, or Gynum even, like, Gynum, who, Gynum, Gynum, no. Gynum, Gynum, yeah, like, Gynum actually, he's the mayor of Tulsa, right? Yeah, Gynum oh, style, Gynum, <laughs> <laughs> Gynum style, Bynum? All right. What are you drinking, Willem? What are you drinking, Willem? Um, I'm. Oh, I'm drinking the. <laughs> You've been hyping this fucking beer for like Sierra four days. Nevada, <laughs> Nevada, baby. That's right. Uh, is it Wonderlust? Is that what it is? Nectarine. Yeah, I think it, I think it's called Wonderlust. Ooh, ooh! I might have the answer to that beer on my it's side. Okay. Nectarine ale. The nectarine ale. A ju- looks like a juicy ale, and it's really freaking good. Is it a, is it an IPA? Mm-mm. No, I, no, I just believe it's just ale. a fruit beer. Okay, it's like if you love an ale, you know, <laughs> or like it's drinkability, <laughs> and then you're like, damn, it'd be kind of good if someone made a juicy ale like the way that they make juicy IPAs. Then 
you might try this beer. Nice. I had a JCL the other night, but it was off on, on tap, and I can't remember what it was. But okay, I've had that style before. It is very good. Wonderland. It's Wonderland. Wonderland. Okay. Okay. One thing I should say is I'm I my bitter isn't so like sensitive. So it there is a bit a little bitter here, but it's not. Hardly. It's not IPA bitter. So some people might call this beer bitter. I don't really consider it. Let's get okay. to the bottom of it, people. There are people who would. Oh, call it's, this a Kolsch, uh, it's a Kolsch. It's a Kolsch. It's a Kolsch. A Kolsch we, uh, fruit beer. So fruit added to a Kolsch base. So oh, I doubt okay. it. I doubt it's very bitter, but there may be more pronounced bitterness in there from the fruit, which can happen. Twenty-five bitterness units, whatever that means. Well, that see that is interesting that you bring that up, Katie, because IBU or international bittering units. Uh, is reflective or can give you an idea of how bitter a beer can be. However, the more important stat that people, you know, uh, ignore is the OG to BU or, or I'm sorry, GU to BU gravity units to bitterness units. So if you have a higher ABV beer, it can stand up to higher bitterness. So if you have an eight and a half percent beer with a hundred IBU, it, yeah, sure. It'll be bitter, but it won't be as bitter as a 4% beer with a hundred IBU, which is just almost undrinkable. This is seven and a half. Oh, I can't hold my phone up. This yeah. is seven and a half percent. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a, a cold. Okay. Uh, Almost undetectable. And it's un- original gravity. It was 16.2 degrees. Plato. It's finished at 2.4. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Sierra Nevada for being such an informative website. Uh, yeah, dude, Sierra Nevada is the best. Also, they have really good uh, cooking with beer recipes and pairing Ooh. beer with food recipes. Fantastic. That's where I got my bratwurst recipe last uh, Oktoberfest, and we have a really good recipe for schnitzel as well. Well, I'm going to give you a, a hot take that I know is going to be hotter than Parker eating pizza after saying he doesn't like pizza with beer. <laughs> 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 I, I, I do not enjoy beer-boiled brats. I just don't like it. I, 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 I would suggest that you, and I, I know th- th- this is the one thing you're not supposed to say to people who say a statement like you just made. I think you should try mine. Might change, oh, okay. might change your mind. No, I'm ha- I'm happy to do it. I just I, I uh, that will be the I, best brought worst you've ever had. <laughs> I really enjoy. That's why they call mine brought best. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I I I will. Uh, there's a particular flavor that the beer introduces that I'm not a fan of. So it it, it was not a general sort of, you know recipe style i've just not had one that i'm like oh this is worth the all of the flavor it introduces and then also takes away from so the worst. here's what the i worst has its own flavor so when it's here's what i'll say that i like uh i thought the same way but i had never made bratwurst in the way i did this last year I, okay well like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm excited yeah it's really really good i will say the introduction of really good sauerkraut is key, it makes a big difference is key to that sauerkraut onions and Homemade. green apples they're all key okay. in addition to the beer addition. Well, let's just say the wife can't have the green apple part, but the rest of it she can she can try. Yeah. Uh, she's allergic. We're allergic to apples. That's terrible. Um, I mean, I do, how, what, how is she going to know the pain of getting fucking skin stuck between teeth that you didn't even know existed? That's true. Or or the disappointment in a really bitter Granny Smith apple. Yeah. <laughs> like, or, or just the <laughs> underwhelming... Granny... 
Granny Smith has like the sweet spot, and then it's got this other end of the mm-hmm. spectrum where you're like, "Is this a fucking lime? Is yeah. that what I'm eating?" Right yeah, now? or the underwhelmingness <laughs> of uh, the work it takes to get to the fucking core and the literally the core of a fucking red delicious apple, and how fucking uh-huh. terrible that goddamn fruit is. Yeah, can we just talk about all red apples can go fuck themselves? They're Pink ladies are good. Ambrosia yep. apples Super are mealy. good. Fiji yeah, but apples. A ton of them are. A ton of them are super mealy and just, ugh. Listen. Can't do it. It's the, it's the texture in the mouth. Can't do it. Apple talk here on Nobody Left Behind is getting into yeah. we're gonna This is cider time, y'all. <laughs> so, I'm drinking a first sighting Shiraz. Ooh. A follow-up podcast, Why Not? Why Not? That's right. You know what? I, I've got something for special, that, Katie. She's a special guest on there tonight. I've, I've got so something for that. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Why Not, where Frank grossly misunderstands the concept of this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> There's a drop. Honestly, I meant to cut it out and say Katie, but I fucking mistimed the turn down volume. You know how I've done in the past, Frank, where it's like <laughs> Parker's drop, but I well, drop it in the middle of Parker and I say, Frank, what really grinds your gears? And it, you know, yeah. We're going to be Frank for a second fantastic Shiraz um, <laughs> need, needs to be open for a couple, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes. But once it settles, that thing's open for two days. <laughs> oh God. Even better. It's like peppery and it's great. It's great. I've had that two days in. It's a great, it's, it's a very bold wine. Like mm-hmm. it, it calms down into what you would expect a Shiraz to be after two days. Like yeah, it's, when I've been sitting on the counter for two years, saving for a special <laughs> occasion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, special. He's, he's gonna be making uh, cap- caprese salad with it here pretty soon. I got some catfish fry- right. fried right. up. I really yeah, need to yeah. dip it in here. We're like twenty minutes in. I am drinking fourteen. Thank you. Oh, citrus slice community. That, that the reason I said yours was closed, Fulham, is because this is also the citrus ale, but it's an IPA. And it actually goes really similar, I would expect, from a flavor standpoint. It's not that bitter. Um, the citrus is very pronounced. Great beer. Just fantastic summer beer. Uh, cannot say enough. This is the second community beer I've had this week. I, for a long time, did not enjoy their beer too much. You know, you know why? No. Because you were associating every beer they made with that fucking funnel cake beer that they make every year during the fair. Oh, uh, probably. Probably. That's exactly why. Cause, uh, <laughs> no, because 90% of the beer that came down here was that beer. Like, yeah, it was like seasonal, shit, hard to get. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, they the, didn't have the any year round beers. It didn't really make it down here. Um, so, well, yeah, I, I'll fuck with community, uh, but I do not fuck with their funnel cake beer. That's stupid. Again, funnel cake, it's a poured into a plate donut. Just eat a fucking donut. Stop with this new fucking definition of what a funnel cake is. Fucking eat it. Eat this goddamn yeah. donut. I don't want a donut. Want no, it's like donuts, funnel, funnel cakes. Cake. Same fucking thing. I, hey, we, we know that all funnel cakes and beignets are are just a fucking, it's an offshoot for big powdered it's sugar. It's a donut. It's, it's just big a powdered donut. sugar. No, 
sir, a beignet and a donut. They don't. No, want no, they're all they're all part of big powdered sugar. They have they're no standing on their sugar. own. If it wasn't are, for big powdered they, sugar, they are not twins. They're not no, they're not twins. twins. They're sorry. They're they they're like they're family businesses. They're like the mafia is big powdered sugar, and then uh, beignets are like trash disposals, and then uh, fucking funnel cakes are like I don't know. Uh, uh, cannoli factories. I don't know. I don't know what the mafia does. I got to be honest with you. Beignets just... are amazing. And um, completely distinct from donuts. Big powdered sugar runs both of them. I can't trust them. Originated in 1879. What from fun- the Pennsylvania Dutch immigrants. They oh, brought it over. Those are my fi- those are my people. Those fucking idiots. But the like... concept <laughs> of the funnel cake dates back to the early medieval Persian world. So fuck with that donut. Well, okay, everything came back from the early Persian world. <laughs> the cradle of civilization. They're like, yeah, traces back there. Like, okay, funnel cake beer, no. Funnel cake, funnel cake, yes. No. I'll do funnel cake beer, what? I don't, oh, no, we, it's no. crispy. I don't it's know. crispy in the way that a donut is not. I love donuts. <sighs> I am a donut lover. Yeah. But it's different. Different. They're completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Both of them involve copious amounts of powdered sugar. Both of them meaning beignets and funnel cakes. I don't fuck with powdered sugar, you know? I don't. <laughs> but you can Did buy... you accidentally inhale some one time? I was told that I was buying a bag of regular confectioner sugar, okay? And then when I used that confectioner sugar in the way that the, the company recommended, turns out it was powdered sugar and it got jammed up my nose, okay? And I don't <laughs> like... <laughs> okay, so... Uh, in the donut funnel cake oh, beignet debate. Here we go. Okay. No debate. No, no, no. There, <laughs> there is a debate. I don't enjoy powdered sugar as a dressing to fried, pretty much anything, uh, fried dough especially. It's messy. It's lazy. Give me something that actually takes a little bit of work. Um, so as such, I don't like any of the fried powdered bullshit things. Um. But when it comes down to it, the beignet, the donut, the, the, the funnel cake. Okay, I understand beignet, French, New Orleans, Creole. got its own history. Creole, New Orleans, please, um, stop with the New Orleans. We're going to go, go, you know, do we define that as a donut? I don't really give a shit. Um, we're going to, yeah, but we're going we're gonna to go with like 1A, 1B versus a donut there. Um, but because you only get powdered sugar beignets i put them below the donut give me a chocolate covered beignet that's just uh, the fried beignet without it yeah, yeah but i mean that's sort of just like now you're in a sepapilla no sepapillas i can fuck with that is interesting do not just add powdered sugar I, I i just think it's the laziness of the american fair foodness you know that's like oh we had this fried dough and let's just psh, dump some powdered sugar on it so that's why brian and i have said it's powdered sugar like big powdered sugar gone yo, crazy your honor your honor if i may for a second <laughs> well i'd like to weigh in on this for a second and as a husky man myself i like to wear a lot of dark colors as dark colors are slimming and such and let me just tell you it does not go with dark color clothing powdered sugar okay because that's gonna show up all over this bad boy and when i'm trying to strut about the town with my lady friend on my arm 
I can't be held back by the flutterings of some powdered sugar left upon my nose and upon my shit. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> I rest my case. Like, you guys can hate it all you want. You're not doing funnel cake. I'm not. I'm not. No, 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 no. Okay, so... so. Whenever I, you come here, you are free to eat funnel cake and sweet afterward. <laughs> I, hold on, wait, wait, wait. We come so with a mini, a a mini shark you're vacuum. A, you're a fan of the the funnel cake? Yeah. Okay. See, I see funnel Girl, cake as just being super lazy. <laughs> with a sweet tooth, and I love dough. It's not lazy. No, I love dough. I, I, do, I do as well. I just don't like funnel cake. Like food. It gave them yeah. stuff to make and sell that was easy and cheap. And you know what? Okay. We made it in America. We made it in America. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, fair enough. Th- there might be that interesting fair. history behind, behind funnel cake. Enough. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is without saying fair and thinking of funnel cakes. I, I don't. I, I hate that part. I literally <laughs> have gone on a rant about this. Like funnel cake, in my opinion, as an immigrant, sucks <laughs> ass. Like okay, I wow, hate. Wow. Wow. Double fisting, crispy bun. No, 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 no. Like fried Oreos. It might have. Yeah. Oh, those are delicious. It might have had. It might have had. Why are you at White Barn right now, Bill? It might have had. It might have had a spot in society at one point. I just think at this point we don't need to be making beers out of funnel cake. Um, uh, we're not making beers out of funnel cake. We're making well, beers whatever. that making taste funnel cake style they, beers. I don't want to taste. They taste. They taste of funnel cake. Okay, and that's the key. Okay, so did y'all see the story this week where uh, uh, having a beer? I think it's one beer a day actually can improve your uh, intellectual capabilities, as it were. I gotta be honest. I was really hungover this week, so I might have missed that story. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, was, you were trying to get was, smarter quicker. Yeah, I That's was, what yeah. Was happening. yeah. I was trying to catch up on a lot of joke. dummy stuff. <laughs> What'd you say, Willem? It's a setup for a dad joke. No, no. it's true. I, I saw this study as well. Yeah, there was a uh, Harvard... Really? So is it is it because the, the one weird day kind of gives stimulates you a little bit? No. So what Harvard concluded was if it could make Bud wiser, it could make everybody wiser. I hate myself. <laughs> Brian goes, no, I saw it. <laughs> I saw the study. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. It's the fact that I feel dirty. Just now. I feel dirty. <laughs> I'm not proud of what I've done, but there are some things you have to do for this podcast. One of those things is yes and. <laughs> and I'm not... <laughs> I'm gonna have to take a shower after this, okay? And I, <laughs> and cry a little. I yeah, I'm not happy with myself. <laughs> I'm gonna eat my feelings after this. Frank, are you sending me a pizza after the, after we're done here? <laughs> I got a free pizza, but I just love the fact. I mean, as soon as you bought, I wasn't even gonna smile at the delivery of the punchline until you doubled down. I was like, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> this is about to get good. <laughs> I should have turned my camera off. <laughs> I still would have known immediately. When I was like, okay, motherfucker. 
He, well, Frank, I mean, just to, to let the audience know, Frank long sold this because he mentioned on our little internal thread on Monday something about, yeah. oh, scientists found beer is good for you and then didn't say anything. <laughs> they just left it out there so that when yeah. he'd bring it back up, I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. All right. Plants the seed. Yeah. yeah. I, I, oh, no, this study that's why brian god damn it y'all had every off ramp by the way you could have just said oh no i didn't see what was the conclusion of this instead you ignored it <laughs> and now you you paid the price, you paid the price. Everybody, everybody you're blaming responded. the victims here frank everybody responded doing. to everything around <laughs> the dad joke that was going to be delivered in the weekly chat well yeah but chat. they <laughs> You know, they felt the need to ignore it, which now you pay the price. Yeah, you're blaming the victims here, Frank, and that's not I mean, that's not what yeah. we do. Sometimes we all slap ourselves in the dick accidentally. It happens. It just so happened to be you all tonight. Mm-mm. Don't don't blame the fine people up in Tulsa, t- uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. They had nothing to all do right. with this. They're innocent in this. So, uh, can we declare? So we we spoke last week about Parker winning title. Yeah, um, um, by the way, the fans are really happy that you're sharing your sausage with the people, Frank. Yeah, that, sh- that sausage will be uh, getting shipped tomorrow. Some so of them are more be... excited than others that you're sharing sausages. So, Well, you know, to each their own. Um, happy to share. So we've got that uh, coming down the pipe, as it were, uh, tomorrow. <laughs> it twerned. Uh, it shorn't. It'll, it'll be... Yeah, it'll be shipped uh, all the way to T. Broski, Oklahoma. Um, <clears throat> That's white talk for and, Tulsa. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and to be to be fair, yeah, keep that in the background. <laughs> to be fair, have, have yeah, there should be a live Twitch stream right now. Um, have have a uh, have we determined? The uh, current going rate for Parker's sausage because he he tends to no, advertise. You no, know, he sells. He is the fucking big lots of selling shit. He's the Aldi of selling things. It's going to be close to, if not past its prime, and it's going to be incredibly cheap. That's, it's always very cheap. It's, sometimes they'll pay you to take it off his hands. Yeah, I know. Sometimes he send he he offers to send full previews before you pay. Yeah, which I don't know how that's a functioning business model. I don't, I don't either. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> Can you send the other angle? He's the UNICEF <laughs> of dick pics. <laughs> Just everybody's getting some. No, I don't want this. Now, here's a oh, fucking shit. San Antonio Spurs uh, NBA championship shirt from the year they didn't win, a.k.a. Parker's dick pics. <laughs> yeah, man, exactly. Had to go to Rwanda for this one. <laughs> cool. Go. This one got shipped overseas. Uh, could you imagine living in a country where you have opposite title winners? Maybe pretty dope. The fucking Buffalo <laughs> Bills fans. Hilarious. The Buffalo no, Bills dude. fans would be no. huge. In the, the Utah Jazz won five championships already. <laughs> uh, no, actually, those were all Michael Jordan. Yeah, funny story oh, about that. What a that. world that would be. Well, yeah, what a world. What a world. It yep. must be love. I mean, before the internet, it would be terrible. That means you live in a very poor country. It would suck. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's... Let's talk about something fun like stuffing sausage with your brother. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in, yeah. In, so so we short. make all our own sausage in this household. <laughs> you stuff and, all your own sausage. Be honest. No, Willem, so Willem came down. We didn't talk about this on the cast, but Willem came down, uh, what, about three weeks ago now? Maybe four? Almost a month, yeah. Yeah, three, three, and, a, three and a bit weeks. 27 and, uh, days. He, uh, he mentioned that he wanted to make South African sausage, which is called Budavol, which is farmer sausage. And he was like, well, you know, if we have time, whatnot. And I told him, you know, like, we can do it pretty quickly. We just have to get the stuff. So he bought the meat. Um, we've got this nice Cabela grinder stuffer combo. And I, we churned out, I don't know, do you, do you have any of it left? It, it might have been like, what, eight pounds or so? Yeah, I think it was like maybe eight, a little more. Eight to ten pounds. I can't remember exactly. And uh, It's like two hours. I still have some in the freezer. Yep. Yeah. Saving for a good data queue, you know. Yeah. So yeah, we'll make some more in May when he comes down. You know, it's like it's it's easy. Like if you if you're if you're ever thinking <clears throat> I'm gonna go buy ground beef, no, buy buy oh, a yeah. top round, buy a chuck, get yourself a grinder and grind that shit down yourself. Like you're gonna get much better quality meat. The amount of fat content is gonna be up to you. It's it's worth it, and it's not that much work it honestly is not that much work yeah frank there's a couple of things that you just just, just pounced over uh a stuffer and grinder a stuffer and grinder yeah um, 150 bucks cabela's nope, that's it it's the words that you're missing on that one uh, i'm just gonna pass that one by also it's a stuffer a, a stuffer and grinder that's i just met is. her i don't <laughs> know her that well um, <laughs> stuffer buy me a drink stuffer. first please got it, yeah, got it. Oh. Sorry, I, I guess I didn't. I know you just doubled down on it over again. It's a, a stuffer and grinder. It's only yeah. 150 bucks. I don't see what the big deal is. You can go around the world for two if you want, but I don't know. I mean, it was whatever. <laughs> uh, and this is Parker's condiment drawer. Yep. Yeah. Of course that is. Yeah. So if if you're able to, there's so much um, mustard in there. Dude, there is. Yeah. Well, he does the yearly clean out. We, we actually, if he jumps on tonight, we got to ask him when the last time is that he cleaned oh, that He might out. do a live purge for us. <clears throat> he might do a live purge. So when it comes to the uh, uh, grinding your own meat bit, the reason I enjoy it is because you can keep solid. Okay, so like ground beef, when they grind it, gets compressed when they seal the package. Okay, and then you're just left with like this meat tube. If you grind it yourself, you can actually get like appropriate. If you're trying to make hamburger patties, if you're trying to make bolognese pasta, all this shit, it's better if you grind it first at home and not have it like be pre-ground. And it does not add that much effort. I want to. I really want to stress this. You buy a chuck, and you grind it. It adds two minutes to your whole process. Literally, it's that easy. Yeah, we know how you feel about ground beef, Frank. You uh, get a little heated when you get to it. No, I totally agree with him, though. I, I just feel it's not like that Cabela grinder. It is like two hundred dollars. So you yeah, have to, it is a bit of like a, it's an upfront investment. You know, like you are like you are that to, lifestyle now. You were the dude that grinds your, grinds your own meat, like, and that's <laughs> but you. Thing, you're a stuffer you and a do, grinder. No, 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 hold on. I want to be clear. It doesn't have to be the dude. 
It can be Friday, Saturday, Sunday when I grill, I do this. You know, like you don't have to do it the rest of the week. I understand people have timetables and it'll pay for itself if you only do it two times a week. You know, like it's not it's not a commitment to the bit quite right. as much. Fair. Fair. I mean, Fair. also, neither is like, oh, I don't dude. you want to get screwed. You go to the store and buy a steak. You go to the butcher and you buy a whole fucking half rack of ribeye and you just cut it yourself. And then, sure, you've got $195 worth of meat at one time. But you know what? Bro, quality over quantity is what I say. And then to those people, I'm like, you have $185 to be dropping on a goddamn ribeye roast? Get the fuck out of my life. We're not friends. You know what I do is once every six months I just buy half of a cow. Oh, there's those people too. My brother, that's cool. Yeah. and just yeah. that I'm so good at. We must sacrifice a cow every six months. <laughs> we must sacrifice the cow. Yeah, which means like you're just killing a cow every year. Whoa, 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 dude, that's gross. I don't like that. It's just half a cow that I'm killing. We're trying to figure out a way to make horse burgers without killing them. <laughs> yeah, I'm just cutting off parts of him at a time. He can regrow him like a snake. You're it's... just considering it. <laughs> George Foreman said no. George Foreman. Wait, what is that off of? It's in it's the like... office. Yeah, that's... <laughs> like making horse burgers. Yes. God damn, God damn it. it. Maybe. You know, you know what I... Although I have okay, heard so horse meat is really good. Uh, it is. It's a delicacy in Belgium. I it, you, obviously am never allowed to eat it, but I have heard it is very good. Yeah. Um, horse. Yeah, it seems too sinewy for me. Well, I'm a bison no, okay, man so myself. Let, quickly, bison is very good too. So there's a reason for the sale of horse meat. It's just too many horses are procreating. They're like deer. You got to put them down. No, and people, it's they're too expensive to keep. So a lot of people they don't understand what it takes to own a horse, I mean, and then they end up underestimating it. They go to rescues. The rescues can't sell them once they get too old. Then what do you do? Are you going to malnourish the horse? What's better for the horse at that point? It's that's the decision that a lot of these people have to make. It sucks, but it's the truth. I so mor- moral of the story here: don't own a horse if you don't have fucking. The money resources. to pay for it. Oh, resources, <laughs> not even money. What happens if you yeah. buy a horse and you don't have any place to fucking keep? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like exactly. Well, I live in uh, I live in San Francisco, uh, uh, middle middle of nowhere, and uh, middle. Yeah, no. If if you're if you're a paycheck away from having to drop the horse, <laughs> if you're thinking if you can't consider what missing a paycheck would do to you, much less your horse. <laughs> fuck yeah. out of here with your horse. Don't buy purchase. a horse. Like a ho- horse, horses literally live on the edge of like death at all times. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> Fuck yeah, hail Satan! Horses all the time, just fucking playing with no, the devil, I mean, baby. It's not, it's not that bad, but I'm just saying, like, they step wrong, they could hurt themselves. They oh yeah, they eat, a- eat incorrectly, they could get colic. That's uh, could be deadly. They, you know, like there's a lot of things that can go wrong. You need to make sure that if you do own one, you can afford you know what it takes to own one and fix it if something goes wrong or at least give it a fighting chance and it's unfortunate that so many do what sorry 
It sounds a lot like having Willem around. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like having Willem in the house. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's like <laughs> you've, got, you've just got to be you, – you you have to understand what you're signing up for. Him down. Giving him a sugar a lot cube of, every now and then to calm well, his tummy. And when he gets too old, he's going to be a delicacy in Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But a lot – no, but a lot of people don't understand. They're like, oh, this is a cute horse. And they own the horse, and then something happens. They might have gotten the horse for, I don't know, 1500 bucks, And then they go, oh, now it needs colic surgery, and it's ten grand. And they go, well, I paid 1500 bucks for this horse. I'm not paying ten grand for the surgery. And you're like, I mean, that's fucked up. It's known that horses get colic. You might need to pay for the surgery at one point in your life if you own horses. So it's like there I mean, are these things that when you own – animals that you can own dogs cats everything right like they have certain things that you're gonna have to at some point most likely if you own them long enough in your life pay for it and if you're sitting there going oh my first reaction to anything going wrong is going to be putting the animal down or eating it worse worse yet sending it for adoption which is a, a lot of the times people don't have the guts to put the horse down in that scenario so they like they'll in colic is different colic kind of like makes the decision for you but like <clears throat> in other cases it's like oh i lost my paycheck the horse was fun but i can't afford it anymore they send it to some like retirement farm and then eventually that farm has a horse that might be 10 15 years old there's not a lot that they can do with that horse frank similar so situation yeah, happened if, to me unless you're willing to keep a horse till it dies you should not own a horse similar situation happened to me i had a 99 grand prix gt okay beautiful car <laughs> mm -hmm. head gas what about four, it was two 250 horses under the hood i uh, those the fucking the ranch was wide open baby them horses were trotting everywhere mm. you couldn't contain them under the hood they were going all over the place so here's the issue. Head gasket blue. All right. What's a boy to do? Do I put the car down or do I try to replace a head gasket in a 180,000 mile car? Same situation. I tried tough to carve decision. it up and put it on the table for meat. Apparently couldn't do that. I did call one of those like cash for salvage or cash for scraps uh, places. Wait, did you? Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. One, let me just tell, eight, let me seven, tell you. seven cars for No, kids. I wasn't donating it. I was hard up for cash. I really needed money. So because oh. I mean, I didn't have a car, so that was a problem. So I uh, called the place, and they were like, yeah, sure, we'll give you, uh, and it was like $250. And I was like, that's offensive, because the beautiful darkness was a part of my life for a long fucking time. <laughs> and I go, well, let me call around and see if I can get some other prices. Oh. And I uh, called back, and because uh, everyone else was like, uh, no, a dollar, like a buck 70 was what we'll give you, okay? So I called back to the original place that offered me 250 and I was like, hey, uh, I want to take you up on that $250 offer. And he's like, ah, oh, we can't honor that. Uh, let me run your stuff again. And I ran it through. He's like, yeah, $200. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So I got rid of basically my horse uh, from when I was a teenager. Um, put her out to pasture. Shot her in the back of the head with a, a bald tire, a blown head gasket, and an, a serious exhaust leak into the cabin of the car uh, for $200. I know. It was so bad uh, that uh, I was driving Mrs. Brian's car to my job because it was like seven miles away, and Mrs. Brian's job was only two miles away. And her job, by the time she would drive Beautiful Darkness there, it was only mildly smoking when it showed up into her parking lot. And she I was do headed. remember it, it smoked quite a bit for a while. She had to stay there for eight hours because she was a teacher, and by the end of the day, pff, car was almost cool enough to drive home so she would drive it home with only mild heat damage at the end of an eight hour day so until uh, one day she parked in the parking lot and the fire department was called because it was smoking so bad they thought it was on fire 
couple, couple, couple of breaking news stories. Mm-hmm. Okay, just like having a horse. And I think, I think, well, yeah, no, we're 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 through with the horse discussion. Unless you can afford it, don't do it. There's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. Don't. Um, <clears throat> when it comes to NCAA, right? We all are relatively pissed with their a inability to pay players, b unwillingness to support player uh rights quote unquote in general right like there's a lot of shit that they've done including not paying um so breaking news uh they're now going to allow transfers to transfer universities without sitting out a season which is massive is that in all sports or just basketball no it should be all sports this is so all of their their stuff cannot be done on it's it's the Okay, so the way it works is there's a CBA, quote unquote. It's not a CBA, but the rules apply blanket. CBA across the is NCAA. collective bargaining agreement. Is that what you're yeah, talking? it's for all athletes underneath the NCAA umbrella. <clears throat> because you know, at one point, I player trans for the Canadian Basketball Association. That's there. what I obviously what I thought. Uh, it's Canadian Billiards Association. Yeah, it's bowling. Basket, it's basketball bowling. It's basketball bowling. in Canada is actually called Kanistka ball, and uh, it's uh, Kanistka with a K. So, anyway, little known fact. Um, it's no. actually the the. It's <clears throat> silly, but the pigskin on the ball is actually inverted. So we're we have knobs on our basketball Kanistka ball. The knobs are they're indent. It's like a golf ball playing with it a golf is. ball, and it's, it's Kanistka. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking vowels in there. It was a Scandinavian sport brought over in the 1400s by Prince Wales of William. The traditional halftime food is a funnel cake. It's a funnel cake that you actually throw onto the onto the frozen court. That's how you celebrate, is by throwing powdered sugar and funnel cake onto the frozen That's court. Right. Sorry you hate to finish, Francois. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick. Fucking you, funnel cake. Do y'all see what I'm drinking this evening? No, Peroni looks per- to be. Peroni in a can, baby. In a can. We've had that here for a while. Yeah, I know. I, but I'm just drinking it and I never I never had oh, it. Oh, oh, cool. You've never had it in a can? Yeah, in no, the can is the shit. I've had it in a can. Just never had it on the podcast in a can, and I have a fucking case of it, baby. So I'm already three Peroni de- Peroni deep. That's the Peroni. Peroni. I was gonna say. It's the proper term. I believe it's pronounced Peroni. Parony. You know what I learned this week is pronounced. Okay, so the entry level Lamborghini car from the mid early two thousands through the mid Gallardo. Ah, that's what I thought it was pronounced as Gallardo, because in Italia they don't do the yeah for double L's. Blew my fucking mind. Fair enough, Gallardo. So to all my all my uh, country bumpkin uh, kinfolk who have always pronounced it as the Gallardo. And the Merciolago. Merciolago. Well, that's not how they pronounce it, but they did get Gallardo correct, so congratulations. Well, so um, I guess in the world of Blown Minds, I will introduce the fact that the uh, Taco Bell Cinetwist, which I think a lot of people have had before. No, a uh, lot of people have been disappointed by before. Yeah, I mean they're they're very disappointed. Full of fat. They it, like you look at the little thing. They go, oh. oh, you get about a McDonald's Happy Meals worth of cinnamon twists, and it's like three hundred and thirty calories for forty nine cents. 
Yeah, and in my mind, I was always like, how in the hell is it packed with that much cal? Like, this looks like puffed rice with cinnamon sugar over it. Yeah. Well, I never ordered them. I've never had them. I just know what they look like. And Villem exposed Frank right now and let us know the high school years of him just bathing. He got a bathtub full of Cinetwist and he's just like doing the backstroke Scrooge McDuck style through a bathtub full of Cinetwist. I just literally, I I looked at the picture and I looked at the calories and I was like, I don't know what the fuck are these like pork rinds? Because I, I, I thought they were either rice puffed of some kind or pork rinds. Turns out I thought they were. Turns out they're like wheat rotini pasta. (laughs) (laughs) Rotini pasta that they toss into a deep fryer. (laughs) Deep fry. Yeah. Like I honestly, uh, um, it blew my mind. A B what has big bell been hiding? How have they hid? They have had people preparing this shit for Decades. Here's well, the deal. At least a decade. Here's the deal. And if they've been doing no this out in the open, even brought it up. No one's doing, brought it up. They're not hiding anything. They're out in the open. They don't care. Also, real quick, you might be the only person I know, and congratulations to you that you're the only person I know who looks at a Taco Bell's caloric content. Period. Not does any further investigation beyond that because most people when they go to Taco Bell are really not in the right mindset to be worrying about the intake versus output situation. No, Taco, Taco Bell actually has a lot of healthy things. I couldn't tell you because I've never looked at the caloric <laughs> content of Taco Bell's you menu. You get the chick- chicken so eat the tacos there. They're pretty good. Are they? Are, I, yeah, I couldn't yeah, tell you. I think you. each taco is about 270 calories. You can do that's that's bonkers food. talk that you even know those numbers off the top of your head. I, I can't even fathom knowing how much how many calories are in a fucking... A chicken quesadilla or a cheesy gordita crunch. I'm guessing anywhere well, between I mean, a million and a million cheese, five. I'm fine. The, ch- the chart just goes like this with the cheese. <laughs> you know what? They're probably more restrained in their cheese usage than I am you, at home. Okay. So what are we you doing know, here? You, you can have you can have a Whopper Junior meal. Why would I want large? It? Don't want it. Large. Okay. Disgusting. Whopper Junior meal. Ground beef. Can't stand it. Checks in. 850 calories. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. You can do that. You know, you, at can do, you know what you can do? You can go to Jimmy John's and you can get an Italian an Italian That's nightclub true. and that is 1180 calories. I do know that. Yeah, but is that a full like That's an 8 Jimmy inch John's That's a, just giant? an 8 inch an 8 inch sub. Okay, well, ninety percent of Jimmy John's is under six hundred calories. That so ain't it. That's that why. Is... That's why I bring that up because I fucking I love just about everything on the Jimmy John's menu. I'm a Jimmy. John's oh god, queen. Jimmy John's is the shit. Gimme, gimme, Jimmy John's. No, I mean, I, you know what? I, I need to actually oh, check no. to see. Of shit. Do what? So, oh, Jimmy John. No, I think you're thinking of Papa John. Papa John's yeah, a piece Jimmy of shit. John. Jimmy, Jimmy John also is a piece of shit. He's the one who sh- who kills elephants. Yeah, hold on. I, okay, y'all live in Tulsa. Sorry. If you live down here in Dallas, you'd be saying that about ninety percent of the fucking people who live down here because they trophy hunt oh, people that's at why some we point. Don't live down there. Yeah, I know. I fucking I <laughs> find myself where with. Where the Jimmy money reside, Wal- where the money resides. Oh, Jersey Mike's. He's also like a Trump guy, isn't he? No, sorry, not Jersey Mike's. Yes, Jersey Mike's, not Jimmy John. Oh, yeah, fuck Jimmy John. I don't go to Jimmy John. I go to Jersey Mike's. We also have like... God damn it, I get them confused all the time. We also have one Jersey Mike's in Denton County. and Yeah, uh, I was I was on your bandwagon for a minute there, Brian. I'm sorry, I, fucking, I agree. Jersey Mike's, the shit. Jimmy John's, mm, Here's the deal. choice. 
if I go into a Jimmy John's, I know I can walk out of Jimmy John's with the exact sandwich the way I ordered uh, in no, under this is a water like four argument. minutes. Get ready. Get water ready. Funny you mention that because Jimmy John or Jersey Mike. <laughs> I've honestly, sometimes I've never been to. Sometimes they give me the oil. Sometimes they don't give me the oil. Here's, I don't even know what I'm getting here's at the Jimmy John's. I've never been to Jersey Mike's because for a long time, my wife had a coworker whose ex-husband owned what she thought was a Jersey Mike's. Uh, um, and the ex-husband, ex-husband was a real piece of shit. So Mrs. Brian was like, we're never going to fucking Jersey Mike's until like last year we found out, was it Jersey Mike's at all? It wasn't Firehouse Subs. It was some no-name fucking sub restaurant that we would have never gone to anyway. I'm like, you've well, denied let me, let me, me, let me all the good subs. Brian, Brian, in Barack Obama's soundest terms let me be clear uh jersey mike don't let his name is an absolute perfect perfect sub submarine sandwich restaurant like yeah there might be why do you gotta make it political with the navy talk no no there, there might be there might be niches local to each area but as a national chain that is as consistent as you're going to get it's all across this country and and yeah jersey mike's just nails it like we i've can, never had a bad sub from them it's the villain. shit and i might actually i might actually have enough trying to give them a submarine night delivered we'll see don't. we'll see i've got a lot of free okay. giant subs from jersey mike's yeah uh, no i didn't mean to snap go ahead brian no, I was trying to get you to talk. I saw you trying to give him the wrap-up sign, and Frank just kept going on. If you come up uh, to Tulsa, we should, we'll get Bill and Ruth's one time. And, uh, yes, I, I, but I, like I, I think I made it clear stuff. that what I was comparing... If you come down to Austin, we could do Thundercloud. What I was saying is is national chain right. I got it. that I got everybody it. could go to. Jersey Mike's, to me, is one of the most yeah. consistent ones. Subway sucks. Like Jimmy John's, I don't go to. You know, Firehouse Subs don't like. Like it's Jimmy John's is. Uh, I mean, Jersey Mike's is the shit. Jimmy John's, yeah. Sorry, Brian. Had him had him mixed up. I get him mixed up all the time. Like I sometimes I, I go to order and I go, oh god, this is Jimmy John's because I, you know, my shit's not on the menu. Yeah. I used to work in uh, a building right at the like where Jimmy John's was in the lobby and I went to Jimmy John's all the time and I really liked it. And uh, their bread, I really like. Their bread is good. Then I found out that Jimmy John's sucks. So I was like, we can all agree that Blimpy's uh, seafood sub is by far the most superior sub on planet Earth. And I will end it on that because, I mean, that's truth. You can't argue with truth and fact, right? (laughs) Blimpy's for life. I went to a Quiznos for the first time in like fucking 10 years down in Corpus Christi. Y'all ever been to Quiznos in the 20 teens, 2020s? No, it's been a while. Yeah, I didn't know they still existed. They're still a thing. Don't have that weird uh, hand puppet thing that talks about a pepper bar. Remember those commercials in the early 2000s? Yeah. They don't have those anymore. They just have subpar subs. Dang. That's all I have to say on that. Their matter. whole thing was toasted subs and mm-hmm. like. Subway was like, oh yeah, we check out this microwave with a stainless steel outside. <laughs> Toast the fuck out of some subs. Honestly, both of those, it's crazy that both of those chains are just like completely irrelevant. Ah, Subway's sub- awful. What the fuck is their chicken, quote unquote? 
I don't know. I never, never go for their chicken. I have seen someone order a turkey breast from Subway, and that's disgusting. It's, yeah. it's okay, y'all. Like Subway has its spot. If you're in the middle of fucking nowhere, hey, listen. This is coming from a person only who a Subway. I'll eat Subway. I have I gone to the sub. I've gone to the Subway in the Walmart next to my house and bought sandwiches for the family because don't I wanted have an a fucking sub it. sandwich, and that was Subway. it. Okay, can I tell you my Subway Association? I used to work at the new Walmart on 6th Street in Stillwater. Ooh, fancy. And it had a Subway, and I would go to Subway every day. And also, again, enjoyed going to Subway every day. Like, wasn't worried about it. And then I went back to Subway years later, and Katie got some sort of chicken with spinach. No. It was disgusting. It was, like, the nastiest thing. It looked like a piece of styrofoam. Like, when you broke it open, it looked, like, just fucking Anyone, Anyone who orders their meatball sub there is fucking playing games with the devil. I don't understand <laughs> how you live the rest of your life, whether you eat stuff that you find in trash cans, and you're like, yeah, I'm fucking fine with this. But I will eat cold cuts. Is, Brian, if I go to Subway, that's about the only thing I'm going to fucking get. So, is the meatball sub? <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> Keep the meatballs hot. What are you gonna do? I mean, I, I, what are you gonna do? Keeping food hot all day, twenty four seven, can't be good either. I'm not well, gonna keep it above one sixty five, which is where just, all the pathogens are. You know, and all flavor also goes away at hour eight or ten. They just evaporate into the ether at one seventy at hour but six. You can't live at that temperature. Yeah, I know. That's why I just go. Hey, if I want a meatball sub, not going to Subway. If I want an a, an Italian, a spicy Italian. With some banana peppers. I think so. No, dude, 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 dude. Jersey Jersey Mike's is the shit for that stuff. Yeah, both of you talk. Just going back to the meatballs real quick. I think Subway breathed a big sigh of relief when the whole Ikea thing broke out. About the The horse meat. (laughs) Meatballs. And then I was thinking like, boy, those Subway meatballs taste awfully similar to the (laughs) And then it came out that uh, that Subway was using the same like the same protein that was used to, to make yoga mats in their bread, and they were like, "Fuck, now we got to deal with this." <laughs> and then uh, that's funny. Fuck it, dude. But here's the deal: when you start breaking down all these fast food joints, and like, yes, people are pieces of shit. Yes, Papa John is a racist. Yes, Jimmy John is a fucking dumbass who shoots wildlife that is like almost extinct. Yes, the owner of Mazio's probably diddled his granddaughter or something. I don't know that for sure. I'm just saying that maybe the owner of Sonic fucking played with some blood money. I don't know. The Subway had Jared, lest we forget. Oh, yeah. I mean, Subway's had a litany of issues, All uh, the least of which is the corporation itself was undercutting the fucking independently owned franchisees by the $5 footlong for decades and fucking them out of money. But least we, you know, lest we be concerned with that. Uh, but the... The thing is, you start digging into more and more uh, corporations, whether they're food uh, executives or uh, product execs. Like, God forbid we ever find out that Tim Apple was, like, I don't know, fucking dogs or something like that. And half of the country would be just okay with having iPhones, I guess. Correct? The thing is, with some of these, especially independently owned uh, franchisees, uh, when you have an example like Jimmy John's, uh, Jimmy John's also hires from within communities and gives people from communities jobs. 
uh, and really good wages compared to, compared to other jobs in those cities and communities. I would much rather buy a fucking Jimmy John sandwich from Louisville, Texas, than go to my beloved Taco Bell, also in Louisville, Texas, because I know the people at Jimmy John's are paid a fucking living wage with benefits. Okay, fair, fair enough. But if Louisville had a Jersey Mike's, you'd even enjoy the fact that Jersey Mike's here. I'm going to pause right management there. Management tra- training program that ends up actually making anybody within Jer- Jersey Mike's does not franchise everybody. It's like Chick Fil A without the fucking Christianism. Christianism, um, Christianity, yeah, like all that bullshit that comes with you know Christ, bro. So they, uh, they end up. Jesus, I call it Jesus MLM. <laughs> yeah, so they end up making people who are worthy of it managers and owners. Here's the issue that I have wealthy. with here's the issue that I have with Jersey Mike's. They don't invest in property near major roadways, and that's how I uh, like they they don't like there's not a Jersey Mike's within I-35 like a mile off. Yes, of I-35. there is. Not in goddamn Louisville or anywhere I drive. Okay, not in Louisville at the moment. Yeah, but but that's I'm telling what you're you, talking like, about. There that's... are four in Austin proper. So you you just wait. There they will be there. Sure. The the one in... the, the, the one here is like literally a quarter of a mile from the exit in Buda. Still so. doesn't matter. Also, I can I know what is... <laughs> not Louisville. Fuck off. <laughs> well, no, you're talking about if if there was one in Louisville. The point that I was making is there is one in Louisville. It's fucking like twelve miles into. Okay, Louisville. yeah, so it's in a bad location. I but but that's, I that's what I'm getting at. Are we just paying an homage to Parker at Villain's <laughs> house tonight? He's This is him holding up a Nattyville sign. Yeah, Parker this was, was during our uh, shirts, No Shirts Left Behind podcast. I think that was the from the from live from the Anne Frank closet. Yeah, the sharing shirts. That's right. That's right. I, I, I like how it, Villain's, uh, like green green screen effect there uh, every now and then would filter part of his pillow, making it look like Parker has a sleeve tat of floral designs on his arm yeah that's pretty good you should tell him he needs to get that it looks sweet so can we can we quickly discuss in the world of economics right there's there's a it's gonna it's gonna get a little bit boring for a second but i think it'll be important oh we really need to spice Um, it up at the hour mark with some economics talk yeah you know if you're listening this far you might actually be interested in it um so there there's currently this whole debate right so if, if you've participated in we this week in in, in our um nowhere left behind behind the scenes uh oh uh, channel like that. you know what i like that no beer left behind the scenes and yeah we've good. talked about uh housing prices and how they're uh, fucked just astronomically quickly they're going up right like it's not it's not the fact that they are high it's how fast they're going that high um, I think, I think people need to understand that there's, there's a lot of cash in the economy, but there are two ways to look at there being a lot of cash, right? So there's one way, which is, um, people have not had to go on vacations, buy cars, do really anything with their money for a year, uh, which should be more of a testament to what Americans should be doing than what I think Americans might actually be doing. Right. So, um, people saved a lot of money in the past year. They, uh, they got some additional stimulus. Uh, they got their paychecks. They didn't, they weren't able to go to bars, restaurants. They weren't able to 
go purchase new cars easily unless they were willing to go through hoops. And, you know, like a lot of people didn't move because there weren't a lot of houses for sale, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, interest rates were really, really low. So once things started to look on the up and up, people said, let's go crazy. And they sort of made a bit of a, a frenzy in every department. Like if you go look at used cars, used cars, non-negotiable right now. Right. Uh, new cars you used to be able to get six to for sh- not as well moving new cars. I'm not going to call them shitty cause they're new, but, uh, new cars that didn't move like at minimum, you would expect about 6% for a new car and bad, not moving new car, 10 to 12%. The most you can get right now is like 3%. So, that narrative exists, right? That's where we're living. And you can either say that that exists because inflation is coming, or you can say it exists because people have cash based on a once in a lifetime scenario, and they're sort of willing to spend it because, excuse me, because, because they have it. Right. Yeah. Um, and, what what's happening in in economics speak at the moment is that there's this constant threat of inflation and i think everybody's at least heard a little bit about the fact that like there's this impending inflation or or some version of hyperflation which is even worse um that is that is due and it's just a matter of time uh, as to when it happens and i I'm very skeptical of of that narrative because inflation would suggest that people have physically more purchasing power, right? Not just in general, right? Um, In general would mean there is additional purchasing power in an economy uh, at every level, right? But if you think about how economics works, economics works with a consumer being able to buy something, create demand, and through that demand, right, there's this reactionary force upwards, and we build more homes. So let's let's like let's talk about it in general, like as iPhones. Everybody sees the new iPhone; they want an iPhone, right? Frank has X amount of dollars in his bank account to buy iPhones. And he needs an iPhone. You can charge so much and Frank will buy an iPhone. If you charge too much, Frank will not buy an iPhone because he doesn't have the money to buy an iPhone, right? What you need for this hyperinflation or or significant levels of inflation to occur is for Frank to not really give a shit because an iPhone is worth more than the money that he has in the bank in cash, because he thinks at some point it doesn't matter the dollar amount that he has the iPhone will be worth more than what he paid for the iPhone period right so he'll be buying 3 4 5 6 7 8 iPhones and the price of the iPhone will go through the roof and broadly right suggest that across any product in the economy be it housing be it cars be it whatever People are more willing to invest themselves into physical goods that they can sell new later on or 
other currencies that they can then trade back into dollars later on. And that's a more complex kind of scenario. But just think about if the dollar is inflating and the Canadian dollar is stable, you know, you switch it in, the dollar goes up, you trade it back, you essentially have the same purchasing power within the dollar uh, that you do today. So when it comes to inflationary pressure, it it really comes down to purchasing power. It comes down to how uh, people perceive, right, uh, the movement of economies, the movement of currencies. It doesn't just happen, especially in reserve currencies, which the, the dollar is. Like most banks hold U.S. dollars to protect their own economies from inflation, right? So they will use the dollar to then go buy their own currency in order to lever, level out the the uh, the buy side um, of, of, of any currency trade so that their currency can't just go through the roof from a sell-side perspective. Because the only way that you receive inflation within a currency is if everybody sells your currency, right? It's complex, I know, and I know Willem's laughing because I'm trying to explain something that's not not easy to, to like nail, but it it it's important to note that nothing that has happened over the past year or over the past 10 years suggests that we're anywhere near some sort of hyperinflationary curve. So when people tell you that housing prices are going up because the Fed's printing money, nope, that's not it. The Fed is not printing money. The Fed has done some very creative accounting work to recognize certain components of bank balance sheets uh, as being uh, cash assets so that they don't have to raise additional cash. And then they could also sell additional bonds and recognize that as cash so that they you know, can fully fund their obligations. That's not creating cash. It doesn't put more cash in Frank, Brian, and Willem's wallet, right? So when you should get concerned is when someone says, Frank, Brian, Willem, here's an additional 50 grand. That's when life changes from an inflationary perspective. Uh, it does not change through creative accounting from the Federal Reserve. It really doesn't change from an uh, interest rate perspective when it comes to banks lending money in terms of mortgages because, hell, it, it simply increases the amount of money that people can pay for a house but they're making a bet that people will always have low mortgages. And that's a bet that I'm not willing to take. Two so, yeah, go ahead. One, do you think you're saying four or five iPhones, whatever, there's only one class of people who can afford four or five homes or properties. Or yes. Whatever. Is that what's going on? And two, um, are you so if they were to cancel student debt that's not the same as handing out cash but it's pretty damn fucking it's not removing debt not. and cancel and, and handing out straight cash are two way different things like you still have Very a responsibility different. to spend your cash that you earn every day it's a whole You're different thing to be handed extra cash on top of that stuff like oh, okay. it's it's hitting a different <clears throat> a different uh sect of society i think is what frank is also yeah, talking you, about you hand you hand you hand a payment mm -hmm. you don't hand a gross amount 
right? right. So like you erase something I, that's uh, not tangible. You don't hand someone a fucking yes. stack of bills. So purchase power, purchase power, purchase power, purchase power, purchase power. If you if you want to understand inflation, go look that up because that's all that matters. Purchase power parity is all that matters. And across time, their, their wage classes class is just a purchase powering class. There are things that they will be able to buy that other classes will not. And if you introduce too many people into a new wage class, i.e. purchase powering class, you will create inflation. There will be excess demand for what is expected to be bought at that class. And then you might see runaway shit. You're talking like in, second, in, second I wanna, home? Hold on. Oh, good. No, I want to be very clear. In a reserve currency, a currency that every other currency has to buy in order to stabilize their economy, to buy oil, right? Like, Everything in this world is denominated in U.S. dollars. Now, the Bitcoin people will have you believe that at some point it'll all be Bitcoin and whatnot. Fucking pipe dream. Good luck. Um, <laughs> we're not talking about we're talking about the reality of economics of the past millennia. OK, so if you want to buy something across the globe, you have to buy U.S. dollars to buy it. Right. You have to buy pounds euros chinese yuan you have to do that in order to buy a good right so because of that it creates demand in a currency unit and thus inflation gets lowered right so if you end up being a reserve currency which the u.s is it's the biggest reserve currency this world has ever seen your inflationary pressure is multiple times what any other currency in this world has ever experienced and it should be used to its advantage we should not be an economy that gets scared of 120 percent uh debt to gdp ratios no we can afford the debt who gives a shit and everybody's going to make sure that this currency matters for the next 100 years so th there's a lot more so <laughs> If you want to be fascinated about economics, go read up on monetary policy. It is, um, it's it's the basis of everything that happens around you politically. It's the basis of everything that happens around you. Period. Like monetary policy is the most important thing. I understand. There's a lot of things within. Um, sort of government that matters but in your lifetime nothing will impact you more than u.s monetary policy nothing um uh, on on a general scale now yes granted right police violence that's targeted and, and very important but on on a general level for the average american nothing impacts them more than u.s monetary policy nothing and it's it's very important that people understand it um, and when people start blaming or, or start, you know, sort of red herring discussions around the Fed and what they're doing with it, you need to be very cautious about buying into, oh, yeah, they're printing more money. Prices are going to go up. No, no, it's not how this works. Um, 
monetary policy is a very tried and true uh, mechanism. What you're seeing in terms of price increases is just people being like, but I want the iPad. You want the iPad? No, I want the iPad. You want the iPad? No. But we haven't been able to produce iPads for a year. That's what you're seeing in housing, everything. Just wait. Just wait. Don't go. Oh, here's 50 grand. Here's 250 grand. Like, those You're are, seeing it all over the country. They're, they're superficial and, and, bidding wars is what they've created. And it makes no sense. They're not based in value. No. They're bidding wars. You're seeing South Tulsa. The horse properties in South Tulsa. Like, literally, I was like... Oh, the the the, uh, the utmost sought-after horse properties of South Tulsa. No, We've all I looked mean, at the, them. This was like affordable horse country, right? So this is you're connecting with you're connecting with the people you told not to buy horses just a second ago. So just keep that in mind when you're saying this. But I'm saying like I was like, you know, we've been trying to buy some horse property here in Austin. I was like, maybe we need to have a backup plan in in Tulsa of some kind. And let's see what they're charging. Like, it's the fucking same. Understood. No, no, No slight to Tulsa. That's not what I'm doing. But what I'm saying is, is like you're seeing this outbidding happening everywhere. And when you see this happen everywhere, don't follow it. Don't follow it. There, there's something in the in the market that is just right. very non-priced in. I look South Philly because there's a lot of land with wide open spaces. I could, I, I guess, I could have gone to uh, Talala. Landmarks too. Yeah, and but like acreage. Why didn't you look at Sand Springs? of acreage around Skytook Lake and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I have never been north. I've no, that's Owasso. That's why I look not Owasso. It's Owasso. I, I looked I looked south because I've been south and I knew kind of the areas that I would want to live. He said Owasso and I said it's Owasso. Oh, yeah, no, I know I know the directions didn't line up correct, but I couldn't let the joke stand. There more in my head. But it was yeah. okay, but it was more it was more of a Oh, like, Frank, are you? General, you don't want to go to Sand story. Springs? I'm trying to get local Tulsa. with I like Tulsa. Sand Springs, How about uh, I don't know. I don't fucking know Tulsa. The Turnpikes. Yeah, we'll show you around up here north. Yeah. is it horse country? Frank's really honing in on horse country. He wants no, to live no, around other people who he can look down now, upon for owning horses. Honestly, don't care. Um, uh, yeah, in general, right? So hold on, wait, 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 wait. Let me wrap the story, right? So when it comes to inflation, be very skeptical when people tell you it's about to run amok. 99% of those people are the same people who in 2010 told you to buy gold. So those people are now telling you to buy Bitcoin. Just be very skeptical is all I'm saying. Just be very skeptical. There are massive forces at play here. The U.S. government printing money is not going to cause inflation. If inflation runs amok in this world, America will be fine. (laughs) Like You are talking about people who, I mean, yeah, just macroeconomically, it is virtually impossible you're right country to we, go into hyper inflation we, we should virtually impossible we should focus on the historical investments in this country that's why i put all my money in salt and vanilla okay let me just tell you the power okay. of herbs and spices. vanilla ice and salt and pepper right nfts on both of their music yeah sure why not yeah it peaked in the 90s might be coming back bro hey baby i've got nothing i've got patents on mini truck accessories and salt and pepper albums so we're gonna be great 
uh, uh, Villain, you got a warp. I get that. Um, I know. I know that feeling, buddy. Um, you mistyped. Let's shut up. I can't let it go when you write some shit that means something else, Damn and I'm it. fine with that. It was way worse. It said swarp before. <laughs> you changed it to worse. Good. Uh, All right, I'm, I'm hold on, hold on, hold on. Before before we wrap, so Brian, you've got two kind of firsthand experiences with this monetary policy thing. So floor plan, you oh. bought what five years ago? Uh, yeah, it'll be six years in June. So we're we're yeah. coming up on six years. So yeah, the my house, uh, you know, paying annual property taxes is always fun, uh, and you know we look to contest it because that's what you do here in high urban every year. You in Texas in general just contest just try it. to contest it. Uh, <laughs> most of the time, like honestly, it sucks because when I go to look for comps, comps in the area. Our house is actually priced pretty reasonable. You know, is is uh, uh, yeah, no, it's a challenge. It's, it's a challenge it's to reasonably find something that you're like taxed at. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I can't complain. But at the same time, I do my Zillow searches every now and then. I look at other houses around the area, and I saw my exact floor plan, same square footage, no like major outdoor uh, accoutrement that would put it out of my price range. You know, comparably. Three streets down, so same neighborhood, literally $70,000 more than what my home was valued at. And it's straight bidding war is what it boils down to. Like the real estate agent knows that it can go for more. The homeowner knows that it can go for more. So they just put it on the market at $70,000 more than my house is valued for. And like that to me is insane because I remember growing up, my dad was a real estate agent in central Oklahoma and he would sell houses. And like anytime one went for over a quarter million, like, Oh shit, is that a doctor? Oh, is that on a golf course? And now I'm looking at that shit. Like I fucking hope if my house goes for any less than that, we got a fucking problem, but it's only because of the way other houses are fucking selling. It's not what I paid for this goddamn house. You know what I mean? Like, and then it puts me in a, a headspace that's like, Oh well, I got to make sure that my my shit goes for more than them. But in reality, to pump the brakes. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, there's no need for there's no value. There, value is not beyond like what what it's you know taxed at. No, in it's, all it's surely gone. It's surely gone up. It has but in has the six gone, years. Has it gone up that much? And the, the thing is, is like no, because that would have been in the six years from the time it would have gone up like. Almost 60% is basically over like what we would have paid for it. Like when we built this house, like that's not, that's not normal. Like this isn't fucking There isn't, there aren't water rights under this property. There aren't yeah. fucking mineral yeah, rights a, involved. I, I could actually, yeah, pull the house down, put up a pump. Put up a pump. I don't fucking Let's care. See what happens. It's artisanal <laughs> well right here. Yeah, exactly. That um, doesn't exist. Yeah, you know, it's, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. It's, what, yeah, what we're seeing here, I would attribute it more to people being cash uh, rich yep. and not knowing what to do with that cash. In this country, there has been a historical, when I have cash, I blow it on burr, burr, burr. And you're like, no, things are worth what they're worth, but are they worth now what 20%, you're saying? 20% more than what they're worth, hey, you know, I when mean, people list them. And, and that's what's happening at the moment. So don't, don't fall for it. Like, I know it's frustrating. Everybody would like to be able to, uh, you know, move into a house that they can afford and do all that. Uh, they, they should be able I, to move it, into it, it a house they can back. afford. It's, at some point, there's no shortage of land in this country. Uh, unless you're on the East Coast, good luck. That's a fucking nightmare. Um, but 
yeah, just, you know, just simmer, simmer. Stay in your house a couple years longer. You'll see where this goes. It's not going to end well for some people bidding 200 grand over asking. We, we, we almost had a house down the street for 20 under asking, like middle of 2020. Same neighborhood, house just sold, 995, 300 over asking. So uh, if that's not fucked like, and not sustainable, I don't know what is. Don't worry about it. Set back. You know, yeah, I it's, see where it goes. Don't, don't, don't involve yourself in that shit. <laughs> no, take your time. Buy a brewing system like I did. Wait a couple weeks, you'll get it. It'll be fine. And hopefully, if if other people order it, then um, they'll fucking hurry up and make mine, and I can have mine sooner. You know, that's what that's really the long game that I'm trying to play here. As it were, as it were. But but honestly, that's not a. It's not a bad idea. Take some time and invest in the property that you have in in tangible ways that yeah. you will appreciate while you're waiting to sell your property. Oh, it's, it's or, clearly appreciating. Or, like it's yeah. not even a question. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like even uh, a space that you have currently that you don't may not own fucking make some subtle improvements in that and enjoy the improvements while you have them. Because yeah. it, like, honestly, if 2020 has taught us anything, it's fucking enjoy the shit that you have right now because it's not promised to you tomorrow. And like, I know that might sound counter counterintuitive to the people who are telling you to buy salt and gold. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, like, bro, if you're not happy today, what the fuck are you living for tomorrow? No, dude. So my, my neighbor taught me a very valuable lesson. He grew up in East Austin. Uh, like the whole, I mean, dirt poor. And, he said, you know, just remember where you're at today is someone else's dream. Yeah. And that's it. 1, so whenever percent. whenever you feel down and out, just think about someone else wanting to switch spots and you'll be you'll be fine. You'll get that drive to keep going. Yep. And I couldn't agree more. Uh Willem, uh do you have anything more to add to this evening's discussion? Um no, not in particular. I definitely agree with, like, you know, don't. Um, just because you have money doesn't mean you have to spend it. It doesn't have to be in something. You can just be hanging on to your money, too. Uh, money is worth something, still. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be in something to be worth something. You just, like, hang on to your money. That's a safe play, usually. And if it's not, if, if your dollars aren't safe to hang on to, then you probably have bigger problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In this economy, you definitely do. I mean, it's not like cash is not cash isn't always king. But when you see what's happening around you, cash might be king. <laughs> well, it definitely the, the reasonings that people are coming, like put it in Bitcoin. Oh, OK. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. NFTs. Like... NFT. Let's buy this once-in-a-lifetime artwork that could be easily reproducible by just changing 10 pixels. Okay. Well, Frank, I'm going to need you to... Put it in uh, Bitcoin so that they can you know, sell their fucking shares that they bought earlier. Yep. So that you keep the fucking pair of them. It is weird. It's almost like... Yeah, I was going to say, it's almost like uh, a, a, a fucking crypto money laundering is what I think. Like. Uh, really well, the from like a sort of thing. yeah 
You, you said, I'm sorry, you cut out on my end. You're talking about it's no different than like a pump and dump situation. Sort of yeah. Like, Come on, everyone. Invest in the thing that I invested in. And oh, okay, I can come get my phone. Yeah, I have, I have um, uh, people around me talking about like, oh, yeah, I invested in this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, I, you know what I invested in? Uh, my 401k. Very proud of myself because uh, my, I, the only person in my family with a 401k right now, feeling pretty solid. And uh, I've seen it grow greatly lately and i'm like you know what reassuring me that i'm doing the right thing investing in the way that i am and you know what for me that's a a huge accomplishment i'm proud of it but it should be yeah but Uh, it's one of those things that like when i hear other people talking about it i'm like oh am i doing a wrong thing i know i'm no you're not Are, are you guys getting feedback from me i'm not which honestly in this scenario is what matters i'm just gonna drop my uh headset but so so the, the the problem with bitcoin is it's kind of twofold you're you're dealing with individuals who recommend buying into a system that could essentially be a pump and dump scheme but more importantly if they're trying to be the currency of the future it essentially has to be infinitely expandable right because more people join the workforce there's more demand there's got to be some additional level of purchasing power within the system. And they rely on the purchasing power to come from an increase in the price of Bitcoin, but it creates this unaffordability loop throughout going forward. So it's, it's, it's a totally fucked up uh, system where Bitcoin will always have some relative inordinate purchasing power versus the currency it's trying to pretend to be like the dollar or the euro or the pound. Um, Brian, why are you squinting? The feedback's coming from my system for the first time in like six years. I don't understand what's happening. So that's why I was saying, let's just wrap. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, let me just finish the Bitcoin bit. So yeah, when, when it comes to it, right, you you essentially would need a cryptocurrency that balances itself and pegs itself to a real currency to fulfill the true needs of crypto. Because crypto means to be a method of exchange across currencies cheaply, um, not dependent on a government's sort of political power, right? So irrespective of what the Zimbabwean dollar does, X amount of Zimbabwean dollars can buy a Bitcoin. And if I just convert my Zimbabwean dollars into Bitcoins, my purchasing power in dollar can be at least kept over time, right? In theory, that's what they want to be. Now, if you have a finite amount of Bitcoin and you don't account for inflation because you have a finite amount and you cannot create new Bitcoin, it really does lend you to... uh, an unsustainable system where Bitcoin becomes sixty-seven thousand dollars. So, yeah. it's it. It's interesting. I still think Bitcoin, as most people do, shouldn't buy it. But yeah, go ahead, buy it. I mean, you might be a trillionaire one day, and if you are, good, awesome, that's great. That'd be a new economic model that we need, and if it works, awesome, fantastic. Like, I just don't think it can. But if it does. I was wrong, and I'll admit it for the rest of my life. <laughs> Stop hitting the table, and I agree with you. Uh, I'm hoping that my dogfish had 120 minute, uh, 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 like eight year 
uh, vertical will pay off in the same way that NFTs and Bitcoin will pay off. But you know what? I'm not going to hold my breath. I'm just going to be honest. Worth more than an NFT. Well, it depends. I mean, it's, yeah, because it's tangible. Not fucking tangible is what NFT stands for. That's what I learned from you last week, Frank, in our 30 seconds of content. Tie Beanie Babies. Tie Beanie Babies. Okay. Uh, Villain just shot me, I think, in a fucking real cool, like, Tarantino way. Anyway, I wish we were on fucking Twitch because that would have made a lot more sense. But it was it was an accurate description. Uh, lady, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week and every week on No Beer Left Behind. Please take a second, go over to the Apple Podcast app and uh, leave us a rating and review. It will help us feel better about ourselves more than anything, honestly, at this point. Um, if your podcast app where you listen to this wonderful content has the ability to leave us a rate and a, rev- a rating and a review, a rate and review, uh, please do that and uh, send us a screenshot of your rating and review. Let us know uh, what you think of us. You can send that screenshot over to our uh, social media pages on Facebook, uh, No Beer Left Behind. That's the first time I think I've ever plugged that. Um, on Twitter and Instagram at No Beer Left Cast. Uh, Twitter also at NBLB Beer, or you could just send it over the the old Jamail at No Beer Left Behind Cast at gmail.com. Okay, thank you I'm all. Always monitored. Always highly monitored. Honestly, I saw Sp- uh, Spotify send us an email today, and I just swiped it off my screen because it was getting in the way of other stuff. Congratulations on your seventh year of irrelevance. Your bil- your billionth listen. Uh, it said, I was like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Oh, but only on Spotify. We're very, we're really very, oh, God damn it. Your feedback's terrible. We are very relevant everywhere else. <laughs> I mean, that's really, listen, the Russian podcast websites, number one, over and over again. You got to search a little bit for us over on Apple Podcasts, but the Not old, are you. the, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I fucking forgot the Canadian Basketball League, uh, but they CBL. do have the 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 cus cus basketball or some whatever the fuck I made up uh, earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That their podcast app number one and number five, <laughs> same time as wine basketball. Yeah, basketball. Anyway, uh, wine not is actually number seven, so it's still running out. Yeah, it's in the top ten. It's all because of Katie. Can't take the credit for that one. Uh, listen, that fucking that uh, seeing eye Shiraz or eyeglass eye Shiraz has just really set it over the top. For Brian, do what? First sight. First sight. God damn it! I knew it was something about sight. For Brian here in North Texas. Until next time, I am out. Um, uh, thank you for listening, Brian. Uh. Uh, oh no, because he's got the music, I guess. Never mind, keep the music going. Uh, for Villain and Tulsa, thank you for listening. Please engage with us on social media at No Rear Left Cast. Is that right? At No Rear Left Behind Cast? <laughs> on our Instagram. What that, uh, just search for us on Instagram. No Rear Left Behind, you'll find us. There's only tell one. Us you want to hear, tell us what you want to see, whatever. Uh, Probably Parker Sausage. Yeah, for Villa North Tulsa. Uh, for Frank in uh, far, 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 far south Round Rock. Excuse me, <clears throat> some spit, which apparently is the new Orange County of uh, Austin, which we can get into at some point because there are a bunch of Karens up there. But um, 
want to give a huge shout out to the city. They are building 1400 and we need we need an actual like reggae horn for this, Brian. So you prep that shit. 1400 micro homes funded by the city for the homeless in town with the focus of getting them back into the community with jobs. And if they should not be able to afford jobs or get jobs, they will get training. Um, and once they do get a job, they can stay in this accommodation for as long as they need at $1,200 a month. It, it includes food, housing, everything, uh, clothing, um, until they're on their feet, which like, good God. I mean, I cannot imagine a better thing taxpayer money goes towards than like they were they were met with a challenge that was virtually impossible in this town with the amount of not only homeless people we have but the attempts that have been made and everybody who had any say in it said until you provide some version of housing it doesn't work you cannot just say camp anywhere you cannot just say you know here's a safe shower here's a safe shelter every night you need to give people stability job training austin has stepped up austin doesn't want to turn into problem areas like skid row and what happened in san francisco and i'm calling them problem areas it's not through their own fault there's a lot of good trying to be done um but what austin the city council what they did here just fucking awesome like this is exactly how you treat homelessness not treat how you assist homelessness into humanity because these people just need support they need to be understood that anybody can be in this situation and once you're there you just want a roof you want a shower you want to be able to go to a job and not you know worry about the rest and fucking yes like i'm so happy it just got announced like an hour ago and just whoever came up with this plan and worked through it fucking awesome just y'all did the right thing there's a lot of good money 140 million dollars of the city's money going towards that shit <clears throat> that's the shit Is that your sign-off? Sign I, I, I'm waiting for the Frank in far, far south. Round for Rock. Frank in far, far south round rock. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>